Hello and welcome to the winter results edition of I Spit On Your Grades. As always, you are joined by me, Faye, with Christopher. Hello. And Mercer. Hello. How are we doing, guys? All good? I'm doing yeah. Really, really good. Been watching anything this week? Yes. And it allows me to say it. I've been watching and have secretly been watching for the past few weeks the American Office or Office, the American version. Well, it's about time. That's what she said. And that's what, <laughs> is what she said. Um, I initially started it hating myself, but now I'm proud to say that I'm a fan of The Office US. Who's your favourite character? I love Dwight, obviously. 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 I really like Andy. Mm-hmm. I like Phyllis because she's <laughs> just, like, so unpredictable. <laughs> Um, I really like Erin, played by Ellie Kemper, who does yeah. Kimmy Schmidt, yeah. and I love Kimmy Schmidt. She's exactly the same, but it doesn't matter. Um, I like them all. The, the thing is, with The Office, just like with any show you revisit, if you go back, and I'm going to start this by saying I, I'm in love with the show. It has got me through some tough times, mainly when I had earache. And I was just watching The Office on a loop because I couldn't sleep and I was in so much pain. So I was just watching The Office over and over. You thought emotional times, didn't you? You thought I was... Yeah. No, physical pain. It got me through physical pain. But they are a bit dickish. The lot of them. They are a bit dickish. Just like anybody is in these sitcoms when you go back to it. But I thought you were going to say um, Mindy Kaling's character. I love her. She's a right bitch. She's hilarious. She is for the... Um, I think they're all really funny. I think it's it's really well written. And here's the kicker. Mr. What's-His-Face, who I can't stand, has been in, only very briefly, two episodes, and I've dealt with him. Normally, that'd be a straight turn-off. Ricky Gervais? Yes. Oh, no. I, too, have been watching The Office, but I've been watching the UK Office Christmas special because no. it's one of the best programmes on television. It's one of the best episodes of any series ever and absolutely breaks my heart no matter how many times i watch it still makes me cry you can shake your head all your want all you want sir you can keep doing that that does not stop it being true and i'm sure people would agree with me chris what have you been watching i have been watching the odd bit of festive stuff this week because i've been working incredibly hard so i don't find the time to watch everything i did watch with you Home Alone 1 and 2 mm-hmm. on back-to-back nights. There should be, you need a gap between these films. No. I know you feel you don't. I'm sorry, you need a gap between exactly the same film, but... You absolutely don't. Time. No, Home Alone and Home Alone 2 should be watched together. I'm going to agree with Chris here. I think if you're going to watch it, you should do like Home Alone one night then possibly Gremlins the next night, then Home Alone 2, and then Gremlins 2. No. And just separate all four of their movies. No. And I think you'll appreciate them so much more. No, I, I appreciate them still when I'm watching them together. As a side note, it is really funny if you check out the... Uh, there's a YouTube video, I'm not entirely sure who it's by, but it tells you how many times that the burglars, that Harry and Marv, should have died in Home Alone. And I think Marv got up to 11 deaths. He got quite a few, yeah. Yeah. Home Alone brings us nicely to one of the absolutely brilliant shorts that we saw this weekend just gone at the Soho Home Horror Festival. Yes, it does. 
it was a brilliant weekend full of absolutely top-notch programming. But let's face it, we wouldn't expect anything less from Mitchell Allen. No. Normally, we can't wait to talk about Mitchell's festivals. However, because it was so full of Christmas fun, overbursting with Christmas joy, we're going to devote a whole episode next week to our review of So Ho Ho Ho. So Ho Ho Horror. But needless to say, we all had a blast. We did, yes. Well, I say we did. Mercy, we didn't talk much over the weekend, so I'm assuming you had a blast too. Yeah, so I had a nice time. Yeah, well, obviously we'll get into it more when we discuss it, but I think, like, with most any festivals, there's your high points, your low points. So, yeah. But, yeah, overall, I had a really nice time. I got to see my girl. Um, and that's what's important to me, spending time with my girl. So, moving on, anyway, um, do we have any feedback this week, Mercer? Feedback? Yeah, we've had a, we've had a bit. Um, not excessive, again, but, you know, we've, you know, we had people voting, which is good. That's what we like to see. We like to see people vote. People did give comments as well, along with the votes, which is nice. A couple of comments that did come in, well, Scared Sheepless um, came in just with, ooh, so many good choices here. I'm really well defended, too. I think my heart is with Black Christmas, though. Fair enough, I guess. Uh, then we had the usual posse sticking the noses in. I don't mean sticking the noses in, raising their points. We had Salty and Popcorn, who hadn't actually listened to the show, but they did vote for The Shining, so I'm not going to complain too much on that, uh, obviously. Darren Gaskell took a, a stance this week, an actual stance, and said, as they haven't seen The Lodge, they think it's unfair to cast a vote. What I think is unfair, Darren, is all these times you haven't voted for one of my exceptional great choices when there's been trash on the table. But this time you couldn't just say, do you know what, The Shining deserves it. Darren, I'm disappointed and I'm physically assaulted. No, I'm going to jump to Darren's defence here. Darren has seen your poor movie choices and therein lies the difference. Physically assaulted by Darren's lack of voting. That is what's happened. We've got you back, Darren. Don't worry. I love you, Darren. Darren knows I love him. I love him. I just wish that for once he'd vote for me. Just once. And this was a perfect time. <laughs> Those films he'd not even seen. This was the time when he could have gone, actually, yeah, fuck okay, it. I'll just, I'll, Mercy, you deserve it. You pour your heart and soul into these episodes. Oh, you want More so than any person in the world. I'll take what I can get these days. <laughs> Um, but that's pretty much it, actually, as far as the feedback went on the films. Again, I think I think it's one of them where we picked some other popular ones and then some that obviously one that definitely fell off the radar for a lot of people. Yeah. So it's quite difficult to, for people to, you know, weigh in on that. And as, as Darren says, when I'm being serious, as Darren says, it is kind of unfair to try and pit films against each other if you haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. So well done for standing your ground, Darren. <laughs> But yeah, I guess then if we've if we've discussed the people who know and love us uh, and what they want to say, I kind of think it's time for a very special, special end of year. Oh yeah, because this is like our last result show for the year. Yeah. End of year, one star review. One star review. Get ready for some shitness from some folk whose opinion is gash. 
Look at their words, they're clearly quite a fuckwit. Oh, fuck off, you ask, go eat a dick. Fuck off with your review, you pile of hairy Beautiful. Thank you, thank you. I knew it would work. Good. I'm glad it did. We'll leave that as a. We weren't actually to sing us out. Thank you. With that, we will leave that as a. Because Chris has had enough. That is a a very familiar tune that I've had heard 18 billion times, it seems, the past couple of weeks. Literally cannot escape that song this year. It is everywhere. I don't know what it is. Oh, Holy Night. Who fancies going first? Me? I will then. <laughs> okay, so this is for my pick, The Lodge, which no one apart from me and Faye appear to have watched, but that's fine. This is from Devil's underscore Advocate. It's a great username, isn't it, actually? <laughs> Headed Jesus Wept. Ludicrous story and seriously boring. It's overlong and just depressing, to be honest. I know horrors aren't supposed to be cheery, but this one actually made me envy the Dead Sea monkey shrimp things that are seen floating about in it. I think they died from boredom. Literally what felt like weeks go by without anything happening until cue predictable ending. Shame as I was buzzing that it was a Hammer release and it had Alicia in it. If you fancy watching a depressing, ludicrous, overlong, predictable film whose only decent jaw-dropping moment, she did it after reading the script apparently, they just happened to capture it on camera, is over in the first 10 minutes, then go for it. See, I'm not sure if they're reviewing a different film. What are they on about there? Like... They're, they're going on about in the first 10 minutes is clearly when... Spo- spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Alicia Silverson shoots herself in the head. Yes. But... <gasps> the say that she did... The say that she did that just after reading the script. What, she had a gun with her? I know. They didn't have to set that up. They just happened... She turned up the... The script reading one day and they just happen to have the set ready to go with the cameras rolling. If you're going to come at us with facts like that, you need to explain those facts because that doesn't make sense. No, I'm not sure. I'm on there. Someone else makes another quick, another great point though in another one star review and it's only 20 seconds of your time if you'll permit me just to go through this. Seems this, like someone's trying to get air time here, this Chris. Is, that's what I'm saying. This is something that I'm sure you you wondered as well. So, um, just, Okay. Bear with me. Let me just rip through this. So this is from Rep92388. They had it absolutely terrible. Why was there so many turkeys? <laughs> so did every person at the dinner table get their own turkey? I'm just wondering because there was only a four-person family and I've counted seven turkeys. <laughs> Seems a bit excessive, but that could just be me. Did anyone else have an issue with this? Because I haven't stopped thinking about it since I saw the film. Like if his if his problem is person to turkey ratio, don't let this guy go to Chinatown in London because the amount of ducks in the window is going to blow his mind. I tell you what, Rep, I feel I feel I feel yeah, and I tell you what else. Why are they eating outside in the snow? How is your dinner staying warm when you're sitting outside? They're that cold. There's no heater out there. She's got a blanket wrapped round to keep warm. So I don't. There's too many turkeys and their food's cold. No wonder things went the way they did. 
It seems like you're siding with the one star review. I'm siding with I'm siding with Rep just for his tur- his turkey rant because you know what he's completely right or she they are completely they, right. No, I do I do agree. There were a lot of turkeys for no good reason. Maybe they just like turkey. Maybe they're going to take it away for Christmas and just have a ready made turkey. Possibly. Although between Thanksgiving and Christmas, long time. So this is. Totally off topic, but not on topic. But it just dawned on me something that I probably should have said before. But judging from Chris's one star review and then going, Oh, look, this person found something and I agree with it. Um, I probably should have rem- told the world about Mr. Chris Peckover um, from Better Watch Out, the director, got in touch with us a year later to say that they'd listened to the show. And I just think it's funny that he's, he's put, Congratulations. It sounds like a threat. There is one hole in the plot that we knew we hadn't covered, but figured few would notice it. And y'all are the first I've ever heard catch it. Lots of other thoughts, but this is a single tweet, after all. As in, this is the very first and last time I will ever mention your name. <laughs> yeah, see that that last the last line that tweet. I wasn't sure if there. I wasn't sure if he was angry. If he was angry with us, Mr. Peckover, please let us know if you are angry with us. It was not our intention to anger you. We don't want to paint can to the face. Clearly, once us dead. <laughs> so whichever one of you two decided to pull out this, very. Plot hole, you deserve it. There is, Let's move uh, there on is, very quickly before Chris has a chance to say anything. Out of the three of us, if anyone has offended someone who's made a film, there is only one person's house they are coming to. And it says after what she said about Astronaut's wife, she's the only person out there who offends. Anyway, should we carry on with the I just thought it will be we probably should mention yeah. the fact that Chris Peckover has got a personal vendetta against us, I've decided. <laughs> By reading his tweet in the way I feel appropriate. I'm sure not. It's alright, Andy Mitton's got our back. So maybe we'll have to face off at some kind of death match. Anywho, um, shall I go next? Yeah, you, with can, mine? you go is that next. okay with everybody? Everybody groovy yeah. with that? Mine is by Helen Fern, which I'm taking to mean Fern Tree because we're at Christmas, so screw it. And it's entitled Brain Freeze. Three people are stuck on a chairlift. All they had to do was undress, tie their clothes together to make a rope, and one of them could have climbed down the 30-foot drop very easily. Or they could have put some clothing over the cable and zip-wired down. There was also someone underneath them in the snowplow. They could have thrown their skis onto the vehicle to alert the driver. They tried. But they chose instead to throw goggles. Then one of the clowns just jumps off the chairlift and breaks his legs. Stupid becomes ridiculous when a wolf pack arrives to eat the person with the broken legs. All three people would surely qualify for a Darwin Award. Now, maybe tis the season, but I'm kind of thinking, (laughs) with this one-star review, could they have just tied their clothes together and lowered themselves down? I think there's a possibility they could have. But the other two would probably get hypothermia or frostbite really quick because only one's climbing down, running for help, 
Or they all climbing down, but they now would untie the clothes from the top. They wouldn't be able to. No, exactly. Yeah, you'd have one person climb down, and then you just untie and then just pull the clothes back up and get dressed again. Mm. It could be done. Uh, yeah, I did not think about these things. What be- couldn't be done though is the clothes on the zip wire, because as you saw through the leather of the gloves, it would have sliced open. And from the Simpsons episode where they have the counterfeit jeans, we see that it rips right through them. So. Exactly, mm-hmm. The Simpsons, a very, very valid reference yes. point that's yes. definitely going to be factual. Mm-hmm. Lesa, would you like to go next? I will. And I've picked this review because I enjoyed it. So maybe there is something about the season. Maybe. My one-star review is called A Face in the Door. Mm-hmm. It comes from Pathetic Cinema. You said it, mate. And um, apparently it contains spoilers. I'm not sure what the spoiler is, but maybe it's the one. This movie is about a man who likes to shout things through gaps in doors. Jack Nicholson plays the man with the obsessive compulsive disorder. Disorder. <laughs> you ordered shit, mate. For two hours, he goes around smashing in doors and sticking his face through the holes he's made. Here's Fred. Here's Eddie. Here's Chris. Here's Brian. This goes on and on. I expect more from Stanley Coldbricks. (laughs) (laughs) The person who wrote this story... Sorry, the person who wrote the story for this should be scolded. It's just so monotonous. Here's Simon. Here's Quentin. Here's Keith. Oh, How anyone can watch a man going around shouting through gaps in doors for two hours is beyond me. For goodness sake, even the poster has his face sticking through a hole in a door. Okay, okay, we get the general idea. Enough already. Was he watching one scene on a loop? He was what he was clearly watching a parody. He was it watching has like to have been. he was watching like back in the day when Brian Connolly would do it. <laughs> that's a that's a UK based reference from ever there were one. Yes, I just love his. Um, I think the uh, I really enjoy the obsessive compulsive disorder because <laughs> 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 it's quite funny, and I love it even more. Stanley Coldbricks. <laughs> That's it. That's incredible. That's what I'm going to call them from now on. I'd love it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's going to be good. Um, yeah, I think everyone should call him that from now on. Definitely. So I, I actually want to say thank you, Pathetic Cinema, because I enjoyed that review. That was a good review. Um, even though none of it made any sense. <laughs> Shall we wrap things up with this last one then for... Black Christmas. Yes. This one hasn't got a name attached to it, unfortunately, so... They wish to remain anonymous. They, they may wish to remain anonymous. Well, they can always just... If they ever hear this, it was in 2006, but they ever check with the podcast and go, shit, I remember writing that, then please let us know. We'll give you due credit. It's Stanley Colbricks. <laughs> it might well be. <laughs> this one is headed Lump of Coal. This is a real letdown. 
The movie goes on and on, though it really doesn't say much. It does have a good cast and that helps, but it makes you wonder what the hell were they think when they agreed to star in this snooze. It's long, it's boring, it's Mercer's penis. <laughs> it's... Sorry. It was long, it's boring, we never learned the identity of the killer or his motive. Near the end of the movie, the guy who wants nothing but a saint, oh sorry, the guy who was nothing but a saint, is killed and takes the fall for the killings. But the real killer is still lurking about the house and they never found the one girl who was killed with a plastic bag who still sits in the attic. Good thing the police did such an intense search of the house. <laughs> This is a stupid bad ending. I just pray the remake fixes the stupid ending of this crapper and I hope the stars remove it from their resume. Resume? Resume. Resume. <laughs> you original perimeter. <laughs> I give it the lump of coal. Right. Peter, the saint, who told his girlfriend to get an abortion. Who said no, they were getting married? He told her not to get an abortion. Oh, sorry. Told her not to get an abortion. Pete was anything but a saint. He was horrible. He was a shithead. Uh, I'll tell you what, He had mate. a tantrum at his piano recital when things didn't go his way. He broke someone else's piano! Again, though, I'm not sure if it is the season and we've got the good rule running through us. He's completely right with the body in the attic. Well, yeah, no, that bit, sure, but... And it's there Everyone forgets the about the house, mistress. She's up there as well, dead. Yeah, but she's Hanging a lush. They were expecting her to cock it anyway, I think. They say it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You sound just like Peter. <laughs> I'll come over and smash your piano and make no mistake. <laughs> Thank you very much to all of our one star contributors this week. And to be fair, we probably should, at the end of this year, since it's been going a year, we should thank everyone, our one star contributors, for, yeah, thank you. for their hard work. We couldn't have done this and ripped the piss out of you without you. <laughs> So I hope they all have a very Merry Christmas. Because let's face yeah, it, some of them are very, very angry. <laughs> let's not forget, without the one-star reviewers, there'd be no one-star review section, which means there'd be no fair singing. Truth. Or fair on this planet. Well, I mean, I still exist. But... Would you know? Would, Would I? you know? Don't, don't let me start thinking that again. God bless all the one-star reviewers and fuck you all. Like, God bless us one that. and all. Yeah? You get that? Yeah. Right. Like Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. You tiny dicks. <laughs> For 30 seconds, they were having a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't forgot some of these reviews over this past year. Some have stayed with me and hurt me a lot. So maybe I'm... You know, I was siding with them in this episode, but maybe I am still a bit bitter about the ridiculousness. I understand why. They've put us through some tough times. Yes, they have, they have. Anywho, what are we here for, lads? What are we here for? To find out results. Chris, fair, I spit. On your grades. Well, it's about time, isn't it? I can't believe it's happened. It's really happening. It's I happening. I'm doing it. I can't believe you picked The Shining and won. I'm doing it. I'm really doing it. Who, I picked, who knew? I picked, who knew? Who would have thought? I picked an obscure film 
an obscure film, not didn't have a very big cinema release by an unknown director featuring a cast of definite unknowns, and I did it. I fought my way to victory. Well done, Mercer. I know I love you lot out there. Honestly, I fucking love them all, each and every one of them. Even if you didn't vote, Darren, I still love you because look what's happened to me today. I have come back and I have taken the crown. Mm. I have placed it on my head and I am slowly fingering my hair through it. If anything, you've moved one place further on a Monopoly board. You're not you're not past go yet, mate. This is oh, one win. Bitch. You want to know how much further I moved on the Monopoly board? <laughs> Don't know what accent that was, but I did it because I won. I'm going to give you the rundown of how we actually did. Break it down um, now. Very quick, FYI. So just before we do, just for um, transparency's sake uh, and honesty and everyone's aware, I still haven't seen the lodge, so I was unable to score the lodge. So we did get somebody else in to score the large for us so that it did get its full potential of marks. Um, obviously, it's not reflective of me. Um, and I I think I might have fared better. I think he might have fared better in my hands if I'd seen it, just saying. But what we got was in fourth place with a grade D was the lodge. That is... But... But... I don't think the world has seen enough of the world has seen the lodge for that to be a fair grade no, system for same. me. I think when the world does see the lodge, um, that will score much higher. Yeah. And I don't normally defend things, especially when I've won. <laughs> normally everything's shit, but I do think that it, it suffered the lodge. I think, Chris, your film suffered by not being out there. And it got no public votes. Um <laughs> That was just a bitchy comment. <laughs> no. And then in third place, with a grade C, was Frozen. Oh, okay. Well done, Fair. Well done. Thanks. Um, also, with a grade C, taking second position was obviously Black Christmas, the original. Uh, and this week, uh, The Shining obviously took it <gasps> with a grade A. It's been a fair Thank while. Thank you since, very much. It's been a while since we've had a great A on any film. Well, I think the last one we had was one of Faye's choices. Um, but the, the nice thing about this is the last time I won a winter-themed one was when I won the actual Christmas edition with Anna and the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. which won with a great A. And I feel like I've done full circle this year. I'm, I'm, I'm where I should be, back on top with my ears. I feel like you're milking this a bit, but I'm going to let it go because it's Christmas and you've not had a win in forever. So I'm just going to let it slide. Uh, uh, I don't know why I'm licking my pen. I'm not even sucking it, just licking it. It's not, it's not seductive at all. Uh, but yeah, I think um, I'm glad that I won. Well done. Um, a round of applause for Mercer. I'd like to thank everyone. What I'd also like to do is, obviously, we've said what we're doing next week. Episode is going to be Soho based, Soho ho horror based. We're going to discuss that. Um, so we'll not. We don't know what genre we're going to do next. Um, so we'll have to put that out in January, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, 
maybe y'all can decide for us. Or maybe we should do it ourselves. By y'all, I mean people who are listening, not yours and the camera people that I'm pointing at. By camera people, I mean saying Chris on my mobile phone, not an actual camera person. We'll work it out anyway. We'll we'll get the feels out there and see what you think. Uh, but for now, I guess all that remains to be said is thank you for joining us on this episode. And uh-huh. have a Merry Christmas. And uh-huh. I, I will, we'll prematurely say a Happy New Year, but we'll be back before the New Year. So Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I don't do anything premature, fair. That's a lie. Yeah. Anywho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Anyhow. Bye. And as Nigella would say, onwards and upwards, micro <laughs> <laughs>